When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I don't know if Toronto Blue Jay fans actually understand how lucky they are to have a player like Bo Bichette on their team. There were fans and media members here in Toronto who believed it would have been a good idea to trade Bo Bichette at the trade deadline this year. You heard me right, people. Trade Bo Bichette. Here's what Sportsnet wrote today. They said, The opening night of the high-stakes series between the Toronto Blue Jays and Tampa Bay Rays was in part the baseball equivalent of fighting over field position. Five games in 72 hours, including a day-night doubleheader Tuesday, can very quickly wear out a pitching staff, and the attrition adds up quickly. All the strategizing played out in the background, of the latest magical moment in Bo Bichette's increasingly remarkable September surge. A dramatic two-run home run in the eighth inning off Jason Adam that propelled the Blue Jays to a thrilling 3-2 victory. That it came at the at-bat after a 71.1 mile per hour, Javi Guerrera sinker grazed his wrist, narrowly missing his face, and caused, quote, my life to flash before my eyes. Bichette capped off a remarkable seven-pitch at-bat by sending a slider headed for the low and away corner over the wall in left center. We can't expect this out of Bo Bichette forever. He's going to have his highs. He's going to have his lows. But Blue Jays fans, believe me, you're going to want Bo Bichette when he's at his best. You can deal with the slumps that I remind you every baseball player goes through. Because this young man who was quote-unquote figured out by the rest of Major League Baseball, he's come roaring back to life. And I think every Blue Jays fan out there has to love every second of it. You know, the NFL had the chance to do the right thing. I believe that the NFL was going to be on the right side of history for the first time ever. Unfortunately, the NFL did what the NFL does. The impact that they've had on Toronto FC, it, it's undeniable. I understand that you have to defend your quarterback. I understand that you just can't come out and, you know, say, well, you know, we don't want Deshaun anyways. I understand. I get it. I have to do this because I have to appreciate it. Yes, and we're back in. Welcome to Ray's Sports Rant. I'm Ray Road, and I'm sitting in that sports director chair for the Dean Blundell Network at DeanBlundell.com. 
Thanks everybody who's tuning in. Make sure that you hit that like button, subscribe to this channel and never miss an episode. Hey, and you can also find tons and tons of great sports content over at DeanBlundell.com. Hey, and if you don't have time to watch the video, download the audio, take it with you to work. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of that good stuff. You can also follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray and find it all over at DeanBlundell.com. I'm by myself today, but that's okay because it's showtime. What's going on, people? Welcome to the show. I'm in a good mood tonight, man. Like a really, really good mood tonight. And I'm going to be talking all about Toronto sports. I'm going to be talking about Scotty Barnes. I'm going to talk a little Maple Leafs. We're going to talk a little Toronto FC. We just talked some Blue Jays. But you know what? Let me just throw this out there. As a lot of y'all know, I am a Bayern Munich fan. And today, Bayern Munich faced off against Barcelona in their first game in the group stage of the Champions League. It also marked the return of Robert Lewandowski to the Allianz Arena. And all week, the conversation was, well, is, is Lewandowski going to celebrate if he scores a goal? And Barcelona fans were like, of course he is. He doesn't play for Bayern anymore. He has to celebrate if he scores a goal. And Bayern fans were like, show some respect. You got to score if you want to celebrate, Robert. Welcome back to Allianz Arena. Welcome to a 2-0 loss to Bayern Munich. I'm in a great mood. Blue Jays lost their first game against Tampa Bay, though. That sucks. 4-2. I didn't get to see it. I was at work. But we'll uh, hopefully win tonight, 7-0-7. About an hour. The game's going to start about an hour after this podcast or before this podcast goes live across the network. So hopefully what you're doing is you're watching the Blue Jay game on mute and tuning into Ray Sports Ramp. Or you're maybe listening to the audio. I don't know. Oh, I'm in a good mood. You know what else is great? I talked about this yesterday. It is so good to be a Toronto sports fan right now, right? Even though I'm not really a Toronto sports fan, it's a great time to be a Toronto sports fan. The Raptors are good. The Leafs are good. The Jays are good. TFC is going to be good. Most Toronto fans are Buffalo Bills fans. They're good. Everybody's good. And you know why the Raptors are good? Because they got Scotty Barnes. He rookie of the year last year. The Raptors took a, a gamble on Barnes and damn, did that gamble pay off, boy? Because Scotty Barnes was phenomenal. But he's got some things that he needs to do. He's got some things he needs to do to be better and maybe earn an all-NBA next season because that's where we're at with Scotty Barnes because that's how good this kid is. And this comes from fan side. It says three improvements Scotty Barnes needs to make to earn an all-NBA. I'm not going to read you the whole article. I'm not going to read you all three, just an excerpt of it. It says the Toronto Raptors have to consider themselves one extremely lucky franchise. They went from taking a bit of a gamble on Scotty Barnes to reaping the rewards and accolades that come with drafting a rookie of the year performer. Barnes is now the centerpiece of Toronto's future. Barnes not only won rookie of the year, but he did it in style 
for a playoff team, averaging 15.3 points, 7.5 rebounds, and 3.5 assists per game. The Toronto Raptors are counting on better D from Scotty Barnes. Being called a, quote, positionless defender has often been misapplied in the last few years, but Barnes is one of a handful of players with the athleticism to fulfill that role. Toronto is going to be less willing to put up with growing pains now that they are an established contending team. Someone like OG Ananobi or even Draymond Green type, if Barnes really hits his stride, could be a good role model to follow in terms of becoming an impact defender. Defending James Harden and Joel Embiid in the same game is a tall order, but Toronto would, wouldn't have to take in Barnes if they didn't think he could do it. And that's really the next step, right? Because when you think of this Toronto Raptors team, you think of a defensive team. I don't think of a high-octane offense, even though they have lots of players capable of putting up the baskets. But when the other team can't score, you usually got a good chance of winning. Just ask Barcelona. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I'm still in a good mood. I think for me, what I love is, I love that we're now at this point with the Raptors where we're like, Hey, dude, this is what it's going to take Scotty Barnes to be an all-NBA player. Role model yourself after some of our guys like Draymond Green and OG Ananobi. You know? Starting on September 26th, we're going to have a weekly basketball segment. The guests are almost lined up. We got Griff on Tuesdays talking hockey. We got Mario on Wednesdays talking Bills. We got Kevin on Thursdays talking AFC East, NFL, of course. And starting September 26th, Adam Armbright, currently with the Locked On Nets Network, uh, will be joining the Dean Blundell Network as a basketball writer, Raptors insider, starting his own podcast. And he's also going to be my insider on Race Sports Rant. So he'll be every Monday. So all I got to do is fill that Friday spot, and I'm pretty much good to go. So, hey, if you're listening to this and you're a baseball guy or girl and you think you could come on here and talk some Toronto Blue Jays with me and you want to be a regular guest, maybe join the network, let me know. And, hey, if you cover sports like hockey, basketball, baseball, hit me up at DPN underscore Ray. So I'm going to be really interested to talk to Adam on the starting the 26 about guys like Scotty Barnes and where this Raptor team is going to go because I'm no expert. Like the reason that I'm trying to line up so many guests and have regular guests and, and bring people in is because I'm not that smart. People know that. And I don't like running solo because if I got to run solo, then I have to expose myself for sort of the, like, I kind of know something about everything, but I'm not an expert in any of it. I guess football would be it. Football would be my expertise. I want to move on a little bit here before I embarrass myself. Cause I think I said enough. Uh, I had, the fortune of joining Lachlan Cross and the boys over on the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM in Edmonton today. And I thought that because I'm running solo, I would play that interview for you. It's about five minutes long. And we talked about, uh, I talked a little bit about Monday night football, the Monday night football game and how I couldn't believe Denver went for a 64 yard field goal rather than go for it on fourth and five. Uh, but the main focus of our conversation was actually talking about Colin Kaepernick because, well, he's in the discussion again because Dak Prescott's out. Here's uh, here's that interview. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson and James White.
95.7 Cruise FM. Giving Ray Roth a shove from the Who's Got Next podcast to get his thoughts on the Kaepernick going to Dallas rumors again. Hello? Ray, it's, it's Locke from the locker room. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Are you on your way into work? Doing the school drop-off. You can multitask? I'm pretty good at it, yeah, I can do it, Locke. Put your beer down. Um, <laughs> first off, before we get into the Colin Kaepernick stuff, I want to touch on quickly on the game last night, the Monday Nighter. Your thoughts on Russell Wilson's return to Seattle and coming up a bit short? I think that what I saw last night in the last, I don't know, what was it, a minute left in the game or so, that there should be open applications to be an NFL head coach because I can coach an NFL team. <laughs> I do not understand what Denver was doing at the end yeah. of the game there. Yeah. I understand it's fourth and five, but you have three timeouts. It's a 64-yard field goal. You're not in Denver where you have the altitude as, as an advantage for you. I don't understand why they run the clock down to 20 seconds and kick that field goal. I mean, if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm walking in that dressing room. <laughs> I'm waiting for a guy to. I'm waiting for my coach now to call a pass play with one second left in the game with the best running back in the league behind me because yeah. it, it, it was just dumb coaching last night. But I'm going to say good on Seattle fans for just booing him out of the building last night. Um, <laughs> I, I was sick to my stomach watching Patriots fans cheer Tom Brady and Indy fans cheer Peyton Manning. I was so happy to see a fan base finally back their team and not a guy. Nice. I like it. Good work. Good work. So, um, Michael Irving is is in the news because of some comments he made about Colin Kaepernick. So, Dak Prescott, opening game of the season, hurts his thumb, got to go into surgery. He's going to be out well, not the whole season, but a good chunk of it. And, of course, as soon as any team needs a quarterback, Colin Kaepernick's name floats to the surface. Um, and I got to be honest, I cheer for the guy as well. I don't know why. Let's just stop. Let's just put it. Are people getting sick of the Colin Kaepernick stuff? Yeah, people are getting sick of the Colin Kaepernick stuff. And and there's two versions of, of who Colin Kaepernick is, right? It's Colin Kaepernick, the activist, and Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick the football player. Um, I tried hard to actually find the clip of what Irving said to see all the context. I couldn't find it, so I'm only going by what the news articles were saying. But I totally understand what he's saying. Colin Kaepernick hasn't played football since 2016. He hasn't been an active starter in the NFL since 2014. He was a backup for San Francisco his last two seasons. That's right, yeah. Kaepernick was given an opportunity to go do a workout with the Raiders this offseason, and from everything I've heard, apparently it was terrible. There's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. There's a difference between having the the competitive attitude, being in the locker room, you know, being switched on each and every week. That doesn't just happen. Yeah. It's something that you got to keep building. I'm a big supporter. I've been a big supporter of Colin Kaepernick. Three years ago, when Nathan Peterman was getting jobs, who's probably the worst quarterback I've ever seen play football and Kaepernick <laughs> couldn't get a job I was you know yeah I was I was upset but now I'm at the point like it's been five years why don't we call Joe Montana and see if he's available <laughs> okay uh, Grant did you look up his jersey sales yeah I couldn't really find anything no no we read something a couple years ago that he was like the number one selling jersey still in the NFL. So he's probably not hurting for cash. I think he's still Kaepernick, that is, still has that Nike deal as well, right? Yeah, he does. He's he's done very well for himself off the field. Yeah. Uh, so financially, he's fine. I, 
I understand his I understand his want to wanting to play football, but I, you know, like, and I'm trying to I, I tell people all the time, like, we have to separate Colin Kaepernick, the football player on the field, and Colin Kaepernick, the guy who took the knee, stood up for social justice, stood up against police brutality. I support that a thousand percent. He started a movement across the NFL. Yeah. He caused real change across the NFL. That's fantastic. Colin Kaepernick, the quarterback, wasn't great. He was the backup for two years in San Francisco, and now he hasn't played football in five years. So we need to stop acting like this is Patrick Mahomes who's being shut out of the NFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ray, thank you for your time this morning, brother. Thank you. That's Ray Roth and uh, who's got next podcast if you want to find him. He's got a, a very popular football pod. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson and James White. All right, so that was my, my interview there talking about Colin Kaepernick. If you agree with me, let me know if you don't. But I just think at this point, as I said, it's been five years since he's played football in the National Football League. It's been seven years since he's been an everyday starter and played 16 games in a season. I have so much respect for Colin Kaepernick. Yes, he's probably better than Nathan Peterman at this point but I think it's just time to drop the subject. I'm going to pull, I'm going to go all over the place here. I had a whole plan. I'm not going to the plan anymore. I'm a football guy. I need people here not to talk about any, to talk about things besides football. So I'll just stick with football. What I can talk about. Let's go back to that Monday night football game because my, oh my God. So Adam Schefter tweeted this out about an hour ago. He said, addressing his decision to attempt a game winning 64 yard field goal last night, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett just told reporters, quote, looking back at it, we definitely should have gone for it. <laughs> looking back at it as if the whole world didn't know you probably should have gone for it. I mean, who watched that game last night and thought, you know what? What a great decision by Nathaniel Hackett to try to kick a 64 yard field goal in Seattle. When you've got Russell Wilson, three timeouts, and a minute and a bit left in the game, you go for it on fourth down. Because if you don't pick up the first down, you're going to have the same result as missing a 64-yard field goal. It's not Denver, dude. You don't have that altitude. And I mean, like, the kicker had the, the distance. He just he didn't have the, the leg to do it. Whatevs. So this Saturday, I'm going to be hosting the my boy Brad. Some people know him as the Brit Chief. Uh, he's a host of, I think it's Arrowheads Abroad podcast. He used to have a YouTube channel called uh, the Brit Chief. He's kind of like me. He's, he's gone off to do different things. And we're going to talk about how the Kansas City Chiefs don't suck. They're not dead. They can survive without... Uh, Tyreek Hill. But they got a game this Thursday, primetime game against a divisional rival, the LA Chargers. A team that many people believe are going to dethrone Kansas City in that AFC West. Now, if you compare week one, Kansas City's better than, than almost everything. I think that 
the Chargers have a better rushing yard or something like that. But you know what? I'm going to tell you, this is this is what I learned about the Kansas City Chiefs and why offseason football is so much more entertaining than the actual season. Because the actual season truth come to the surface, right? And like the things that we kind of expected to happen, happen. I don't know who believed the Patriots are going to be a good team this season. I mean, I think that you can look at the way they built their roster. They didn't have any massive improvements from last year. You were hoping that guys like Jonu Smith get more involved in the game plan. And maybe they do as the year goes on. Maybe they're better than they showed on Sunday against Miami. But I don't really think they are. And I think that, you know, you kind of expect it was going to happen. And, and Miami didn't look great to me. And I sort of expected that as well. Like, I expect them to be two teams battling out for second and third because they probably deserve to be second or third in their division no matter who comes in first. They just happen to be in the division with one of the best teams in football. We thought Green Bay would struggle without Devontae Adams. They did. I thought Detroit would be better. They are. We thought Philly would be good. They are. And I think we all thought that Kansas City was going to be good, and they are. But the reason that offseason football is so much better than the actual season is because the offseason is when you can have all these crazy takes, right? The offseason is when you're able to just go on these epic rants and there's months separating you from actual football. And when Tyreek Hill was traded to the Miami Dolphins, I think it's fair to say that a lot of people had some hot takes about the Kansas City Chiefs, this guy included. I think I said something around along the lines of, well, Tyree Kill has proved that he can play with any quarterback He because he had 1,000 yards with Alex Smith. Let's see what Patrick Mahomes can do without Tyree Kill, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. As if Juju Smith-Schuster was just some scrub, right? I think Juju gets overlooked a little bit sometimes, probably because of his antics, because of his TikTok dancing, all that kind of stuff. You still got Travis Kelsey. Clyde Edward-Hilaire is a great running back. Spread the football all over the place. Come away with a massive win. Arizona wasn't even in the game. I think it ended up like 44 to 21. It was 44 to 7 at one point. Like there was, I don't believe there was ever a, a moment in that game, maybe two minutes after kickoff, that you believed Arizona had any chance of competing with Kansas City. And see, the Chargers are a team that a lot of people believed were going to, again, dethrone them from that AFC West. Well, they play Thursday night, primetime football, a chance. For Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and all the boys to prove that, hey, it, they're still the kings of this castle. They're still the kings of this mountain. You ain't penetrating Chiefs kingdom here in the AFC West. Because we all had crazy hot takes. Oh, the league is figuring out Patrick Mahomes. It's a guy that went AFC championship, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, AFC championship. And yeah, he lost two of them, AFC Championships. One 
and lost one Super Bowls. But I mean, are we going to look at this this team and that just went to f- what four straight AFC Championship games, two Super Bowls in between? We're going to look at this team and think that they're just going to suck because Tyreek Hill left. And this is so relatable to me as a New England Patriots fan because I went through years of listening to people say like, oh, well, the Patriots lost this guy. They're going to suck. Or, oh, you know, no Gronk, no hardware, right? All that shit. And then they win. Then they win championships because it's what they do. Right? See, Kansas City, for real, and I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs whatsoever, but. Kansas City, to me, has built more credibility than the Buffalo Bills have. And I'm sorry, Bills fans, but they have. Because the Buffalo Bills, the last couple of seasons, have been really good regular season teams. They've won the AFC East. And then they've lost to Kansas City in the playoffs. Now, now, clearly 13 seconds was the difference. Freak play, probably never see it again. Couldn't write a script better if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, in that divisional game between Buffalo and Kansas, Kansas City. But AFC Championship lost the year before. The credibility of Super Bowl threat when you put on the scales leans towards Kansas City. And I think Buffalo Bills fans, if they can't, they should accept that. And don't get me wrong, Buffalo looks like the best team in the NFL right now. Josh Allen is probably the best quarterback in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is probably the other best quarterback in the NFL. I don't know if you can say one and two. It's probably like one and one A. Then it's going to come down to Andy Reid versus Sean McDermott. The Bills defense versus the Chiefs defense. Who's got more talent on that offense? And we're going to find out. They're going to play. But, I mean, the Bills exercised their demons, beat the Chiefs Sunday night football last year. And then they lost in the playoffs on a heartbreaker. But I'll tell you what uh, being good means. Being good means that you get to play primetime games. So we won't see the Buffalo Bills until Monday night when they play the Tennessee Titans. Late night for Buffalo fans. Buffalo's currently a 10-point favorite. I'm, I'm almost willing to lay the 10 points for Buffalo at this point. Now, I'm not expecting like a trillion points. I think what we saw against the Rams was week one, a team that was hyped up, a team that had a lot to prove, a team that show, wanted to show that, hey, we're fine. We're over that that massive scary or that massive stupid loss. And, you know, we also the pictures of Diggs and, I think they wanted I think they had something to prove. I think as the season goes on, you're gonna just you're gonna see teams wear down. It's what happens. I don't think Tennessee's defense is that is is that bad. I think I don't think they're no joke. And Mike Vrabel's a good coach. I still think that Buffalo's gonna win by at least 10 points. That's why I'm that's why I'm willing to put the points down on them. But yeah, so Oh, it's going to be so interesting. 
this whole season is going to be interesting. Like I'm looking at I'm looking at these games coming up on the weekend. Patriots Pittsburgh. The Patriots are a point and a half favorite over the Steelers, but no TJ Watt changes the dynamic of Pittsburgh. A rivalry. Tampa Bay and the Saints. Tampa Bay is the favorites. Tom Brady just he, it doesn't go well for him in New Orleans, but no Sean Payton. Lamar Jackson versus Tua in Baltimore. It's going to be a test. It's going to be a test for Dolphins fans who are riding high after that win against the Patriots. The Detroit Lions are favorites over Washington. The Detroit Lions are favorites in a game. When's the last time we could say that? When overrated Matthew Stafford was their quarterback? Colts and Jags, you expect Indianapolis to come out better. Cut Rodrigo Blankenship today, by the way. Falcons and Rams. Falcons blow that big lead against New Orleans. And you know the Rams, who are 10.5-point favorites, by the way, for that game. You know that the Rams have something to prove. Seahawks 49ers. Seahawks beating Denver on Monday Night Football. 49ers 10-point favorites. 49ers losing to Chicago last week. Trey Lance not looking great, in my opinion. I think the Seahawks could win again. I'm not laying 10 points for San Francisco. Broncos are 10-point favorites over Houston. I can see it. I don't know if I'm laying 10 points, though. Raiders are favored over Arizona. Yeah. The Bengals are eight-point favorites over the Cowboys. What a game that would have been. Joe Burrow versus Dak Prescott. Now it's nothing. And then Bears and Packers. So give me a test for Chicago. The Packers coming off an embarrassing loss against Minnesota. But it's in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, he steps up when he plays the Bears. So we got to see what he does. All right, and that's all she wrote for today's show. Make sure you go check it out on YouTube every day and on Twitter on the Dean Blundell Network Twitter account at DBlundellNet. Follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Hit that like button, subscribe, all of that stuff. If you don't have time to watch the show, get the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at DeanBlundell.com. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer, send it to me on Twitter. And uh, that's really all I have to say. Thanks for tuning in to Ray Sports Rant. And never forget, you're all a chick kid. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.